0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Crushing. I'm sitting down with Violet Reed today. This is the second interview of the series Crushing is doing in collaboration with With a Girl. Violet is a big part of the With a Girl team, passionate skater. And uh you have your own Zine. Zine? 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 <laughs> you can chime in on that. Zine. Yeah. Uh called Bucky Fanzine. So, Violet, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I um I have a zine, um, I surf, I skate, I've been part of the With It Girl team since 2020, um, and, yeah, it's, it's super awesome, and I'm just, I'm kind of around, I go and see a lot of live music, and, um, yeah, I'm just, (laughs) just everywhere.
0: So, how old are you right now? I'm 17. You're 17. Okay, okay, cool. Um, God. Sweet Seventeen, I loved Seventeen. It was so fun. Um, so and so where
1: and where are you living now? And where did you grow up? So um, currently, I'm. I'm really lucky. I live in the same house that I was born um, near, and um, I live in El Cerrito, California, um, about 15 minutes away from Berkeley, um, and 25 minutes on a good day from San Francisco. So yeah, I live in the Bay Area and and unfortunately, I'm an hour from the water, so it's di- a bit difficult to surf, but um, hmm. to make it work. so
0: okay, and do you go to high school?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm currently too? a senior. Um, and I'm really excited to graduate. <laughs> I'm excited to be out. Yeah, um, hell yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> it's just it's been a rough ride, so. Um, so how did you first get involved with With a Girl? Um, so back when With a Girl was in its first era in the 90s, um, my dad had a clothing brand at the exact same time in San Francisco, California. Um, and my dad and Molly, the founder of With a Girl, um, were friends and my dad helped Molly out, uh, some with, uh, different stuff. Uh, starting up with a girl and so they've remained friends over the years and when Molly wanted to start with a girl back up again um Molly reached out to my dad and was like um I have an opportunity and I'm wondering if Violet and maybe a friend of hers want to get involved um in this super cool opportunity and we dove right in um and it's been it's been a really awesome uh, amazing experience. Um, and me and my friend Ula and my sister Stella, a little bit, um, all worked with Molly and a team of a bunch of other girls uh, to put out content, you know, groove together as a team. It was super cool. Okay, right on. That's so cool how it's like
0: kind of transferred from generation to generation, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's super awesome. It's just been a really cool opportunity. It's cool to see with a girl grow. Um and also change from its like original like grassroots down and um how it's um kind of evolved and um and evolved into something super duper cool uh, and collaborative and uh inclusive. It's really awesome.
0: So your latest project was starting your own zine. So how'd you get there and
1: was with It Girl sort of a jumping off point for that? Well, um, so there I kind of started my I started my zine in 2020. Um, and I've come out with four different issues now. Uh, I'm really slow. Uh, I'm pumping them out. But um the it's gone through a couple name changes. So currently it's at Bucky Fanzine. Um And I just released a new zine about two months ago, um, actually on surfing and uh, traveling. Um, And uh, with a girl, I kind of got involved with a girl at a very interesting time in my life where I was kind of figuring out what I was interested in. and, um, And seeing a bunch of other people that were involved in art did inspire me. To a certain extent, but also my friends who had zines um, in other places in the Bay Area and even across the country um, who I ended up connecting with after starting my social media account for it um, uh, really did shape and kind of push me to um, actually work on zines more. But With a Girl and my zine are, you know, interconnected. um, And while I didn't start my zine because of With a Girl... Uh, with a girl has been a huge help and molly has been a huge help um in promoting but also giving me ideas and connections for my platform so
0: okay gotcha so is it zine because it's like that's the end of the word magazine like because i've heard people say zine too and i mean i never know like whenever i see that the word i never know how to say it but like do you have a take on it
1: so, I uh, yeah, it is. It's like uh, zine, like the end of magazine, and and zines were actually started at the end of the Harlem Renaissance, um, and so there's a huge history behind it, which I haven't done enough research into, but it's a super interesting, uh, very long history. So I'm not exactly sure how it got it, it, its exact name, but how everyone I know pronounces it is zine, but both work. I understand what you're saying when you say zine. Um, so there's no real right way to say it, but yeah, I I just pronounce it zine, um, like the end of magazine.
0: Okay, cool. No, that's just, that's just like something I've always wondered about. So yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know, like, I feel like also I know a lot of people who don't know how to say the word too. So it's definitely interesting to think about the history of it um well thanks for that awesome introduction violet i think before we really get into things here i want to listen to some music um let's let's hear your first one number one by colleen green you just heard number one by Colleen
1: Green. Violet, can you tell us a little bit about that one? That's a song that I don't have as much backstory for, but I found it in 2019 or something like that, and I don't listen to a ton of her music, but it's a really cute short album that she made, which are like, love songs, but also kind of just sweet, and it kind of also reminds me of Best Coast, um, the band, and I don't know it's just like a sweet sort of feel good um song
0: yeah it's super sweet i've i've actually never heard it before and i'm definitely like that's going right on my like songs uh it's super cute um so i guess this is a perfect segue into the crushing segment of things so as you know this show is about crushes the lens for self-discovery um And so I have to ask you the question I ask everyone. What's one crush that's helped you learn about yourself? And of course, like, while the song was cute and romantic, um, this question is what you make of it. So it could be a friend. It can be a thing or a hobby or an art or an activity that you fell in love with. It could be a celebrity. Um, What do you got for me, Violet?
1: I've never been a super romantic person. Um, So I wouldn't be able to name off any big romantic crushes that I know some people, like, can with being able to throw their life in. and But I will say that I, I think that I, depending on the time of my life that I'm in, I see certain people that I surround myself with as, like, artistic crushes um, in the way that I'm heavily inspired by them.
2: For sure. Um,
1: and I could say that for, like, the people that... Um, uh, I, like, I read their, one of the biggest ones I'd have to say currently was, I got this job in Berkeley working at a record store in 2021, and, um, near the record store is this, uh, bookstore, a super cool bookstore called Pegasus Books, and i walk there on my break, and I'd go and buy a ton of zines, um, I'd buy, like, my whole paycheck, um, of zines, and i I'd, I'd read them, and, um, and I would like consume the stories and uh, I would underline the pages and highlights certain stuff, uh, which helped me come up with a lot of content for um, my own zines I was writing. And I started carrying a journal um, because it reminded me of this one writer that wrote this zine that I was super inspired by. Um, and uh, yeah, I would have to say the art around me and the people around me and the people that I read about um are probably my biggest like crushes it, um and I I think it, it's just super interesting and I like the way of I I like the way that you're using crush not as just as a romantic way but also as like um thinking about it in uh kind of a, a bigger sense I think it's really interesting
0: at the end of the day like crushes are really passions and I think like Like, you can crush on a person, but you can also absolutely crush on a thing. Like, you can be totally infatuated with something. And I feel like that moment that you described of, like, taking that paycheck and, like, rushing to go and, like, buy the different zines and check out the bookstore, like, that's, like, yeah, like, that's what stoke is. Like, that's what passion is. It's, like, sometimes I feel like creativity comes at the moment where you just, like, it just has to come out, like, you have to take action, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I have to collage, or, like, I have to go surf, like, you said, like, I have to go and check out these zines, like, it's, like, this, like, I don't know, this compelling force sometimes, and I feel like that
1: moment that you described really gets at it. Yeah, I, um, I, I think something, something that, like, sticks with me is, um, for this is my mom um, has told me in the past that um, she would have like a crush at school or something and um, it would really be something that would just help her get out of bed and, um, and you know, look nice for school and how it was just such a big motivator to have such a, like um, a silly crush, but at the same time, it, it means so much to you. And I think, yeah, like in a bigger way, I think it's a very interesting um, phenomena that we have.
0: Yeah. That's like, that's so, I love what you said, like about what your mom said about getting out of bed. Like, yeah. Like I feel that way about romantic crushes, That I also feel that way about so many other things. Like, um, I have a blog and I really like writing personal essays and sometimes I'll be asleep at night or like, I can't really fall asleep. I'm in and out of sleep. And then I just have an idea and I like, I have to write, like, it's like, just like, that innate urge to do something about it and yeah like it could be like I don't know like if I have a crush on a guy like I'm excited about like I'm gonna like wear something cute or like even like I don't know just people I think are awesome like I I get so excited around them and I think it's that same thing I think you're right
1: on there yeah no I I think that's I think it's so interesting I have the exact same thing um with like, I'm like, oh my god, I've never been somebody who, like, is really into journaling, like, writing tons of stuff. I, my my mom, again, <laughs> my mom is really into journaling. She writes, like, five pages every morning, and it helps her, like, cleanse through stuff. But I, um I when I first started carrying, like, a journal more as, like, um, a documentation thing um, that I, I did, like, collaging in it, and um, if I would find a piece of trash on the street that I liked, and I'd, like... Uh, Glue it in there um, Like a receipt that had like a funny total at the end sometimes I glue that in there and um I uh, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it it definitely motivated me um, To work like more creatively um, Because it was like, oh my god, what am I gonna put How am I gonna fill up this next page? Um, I think journals are so awesome Uh, (laughs) They're kind of the best
0: Yeah, it's like, what am I going to do with all this blank space? Well, I
1: better get creative. I better think of something. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I need inspiration. (laughs) No, I actually, I use a lot of the um, the stuff that I write down in my journal, in my zine. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a big journaler too. Uh, I just like, or like, even like sometimes the notes app on my phone, I just have ideas or like, Sometimes my friends say something I think is really funny and then I write it down immediately so I can have it so I don't forget it. And then I feel like those are the ideas that I end up applying in greater projects. So I totally relate. I know we talked a little bit about zines, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like like being creative can also be like, a like you're like moving your body. Like, I don't know, I feel like surfing is really expressive and I think, skating is probably really expressive um in that same way so can you touch on that like what do you think is creative about skating and like do you feel like because you're somebody who likes zines and journaling and like that kind of creativity do you think there's any overlap between that and like your interest in skate culture I'm not
1: somebody who like um feels each like you know paddle I take in the water and I feel it through my body but Um, and I, I, it's not something like I channel, but, um, I, I think, I think the waves and water and skate parks and, um, and people that are in that sort of culture and surrounded in that, um, are completely fascinating. And I, um, I, I think that I, I do a lot of photography, um, and, um, I'm going to go to school for photojournalism um, and I, I, I love to photograph the water. I love to videotape other people in the water and and how people interact with it. And I think that it's a huge source of inspiration for me in like the way that the culture that surrounds uh, surfing and skating and a lot of the people that I've met in both of those areas um, have influenced me a ton in artistic ways and even just in my own personal like for my personality um and I I don't know I think it's it's super interesting and like really Mm -hmm. awesome um definitely
0: I don't know sometimes I feel like there's a lot of really cool people who are artistic minded and kind of like see eye to eye with me who surf and skate like Do you feel like there's a reason why that's true? Because that's something that I wonder a lot is like, why are people who are compelled to do these activities like also really creative-minded? Like, why do we get along?
1: Like, do you feel like there's a reason? I want to say, I wish I could say there's this huge, big interconnectivity, but um, I think that a lot of it is just luck. Like sometimes um, I'll meet some really sucky surfer and other times I'll meet like this huge group of really awesome surfers back in uh last summer I was um surfing with my friend uh, my two friends at, at sunset we come across this really great group of people um and we surfed with them for about two hours and there's about 10 of us in all and it was like a a really like sweet um like under the moon glass off session um, and I don't know. I think it's kind of just luck, um, depending on who you meet and depending on where you are. I've been down to SoCal and, uh, I've surfed Dondo and the people there I didn't really connect with, but I think it just depends on the surf spot and, um, or the skate spot too. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll go skating and, um, nobody, we don't, I don't talk to anyone and other times I'll be skating uh, with my friend uh, that I go skating with a lot, and we'll meet a ton of great people, and we'll have a really great skate session, and maybe we'll get food afterwards, uh, or even hang out longer. And I think it's really just it's I think it's just luck of the draw depending on who you meet. But I think a lot of alternative cultures draw a lot of really interesting people, and so I go to a lot of shows and I meet so many interesting people there. And I think people that are interested in uh, culture that um, is separate is like things that you can do with not a ton of money. They draw a ton of really amazing people because you can do them without uh, without a lot of resources. And so I think it draws a huge wide variety of people um, in general. I think that was a really weird answer. It's kind of sporadic all over the place, but no, I I think I I really I know what you're saying. I think this
0: concept of like counter like I guess like alternative culture is really important because I feel like a lot of the people who are drawn to these subcultures like are pushing back against the hegemonic culture like they're pushing back against the typical American culture that's like telling you to act a certain way and think a certain way right like that's really at the roots of surf and skate culture historically is like that it's different than the status quo so yes like i think you're really spot on there and then i also think what you said about like oftentimes these spaces like aren't very cost prohibitive i think like of course like surfing can be expensive if one like if you don't like live close to a beach or like if you don't have a surfboard and like I mean, obviously, like, skateboarding requires a skateboard, but I really think that there are ways, you know, to acquire a skateboard. You posted an article about this on With a Girl about how you basically designed a skateboard with, like, used materials, right? So, like, it's not, like, that cost prohibitive at the end of the day. So I think what you're saying about, like, making art and existing in these spaces about how, like, a lot of people can participate in it, like, I think that's, that's really true. Um, and so, yeah, then, like, what does it say about the values of those spaces if they're super inclusive right because then maybe it's drawing people who believe in that sort of
1: ideology to them yeah i think that um spaces that don't have a ton of diversity um have a lot less creativity and um you know really like very intensely creative minds um and while surfing definitely is a sport um that does cost more money it like it's definitely something it's a, it's a huge community and same with skating skating is like a community i'd say rather i don't know it is a sport but at the same time i feel like it's just a large community same with like a lot of alternative and fringe culture it's they're like big large communities i mean of course there's different groups but together you're together as one and I think that I think that like even if you're not into surfing there's always going to be somebody who's like I can loan you a board or there's like eBay and and again like you're saying with the skate deck like skate decks are expensive but you know if you go to a skate park and you're talking to somebody you're like yeah I don't have a board there's going to be somebody there who's like I have an old board in my garage and I could totally give it to you um and then if you get really into it you can like save up for a board or something Um, but yeah it's it's,
0: yeah I think like the essence of like sort of like sharing the stoke and sharing materials and helping one another out is really at the heart of surf and skate culture but I think like unfortunately that's kind of been co-opted by capitalism like if you just like I mean I don't really know as much about skating but the heart of surfing like ancient Hawaiian documents that talk about how like it was just like a past time where like families could like share this thing together and spend a day at the beach and it wasn't competitive and you know like women and men participated equally and blah blah right like so there's the like the true roots of these activities are about just like collaboration and inclusion but then I feel like when capitalism comes into play and makes things cost prohibitive and tries to exclude people and like changes the heart of these things like that's where like that's where there's an issue right
1: like the real like
0: the true essence of them is to be inclusive
1: yeah like I think that um I think that when big brands and um people would come in with the idea instead of to join as like a like a community or just try and meet the culture that they're Um, but instead they try and capitalize off of it. I think it, it loses a lot and, um, I don't know. It it feels like it loses a lot of, I don't know how to say it. I don't have the word for it, but when you're not in it to make money off of it or you're not in it, you know, for your own ideas and when you're in it for kind of like, um, a whole sort of like feel and like, again, I feel like I'm using the word community so much, but when you're in it as just a person who's coming to enjoy the sport or the activity or just the other people that participate, I think um, I think that that really isn't lost. I think that even though there are brands that want to capitalize off of certain things, um, the orig- there's definitely going to always be people um, involved that um, really make it worth it. Um, and when you like search and you deep dive into these different things, I think that you, you, you find people that aren't in it just to make money and you're, you find people that, um, are in it with the same ideas as you and, uh, you really connect with other people. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting concept, um, to have people like capitalize off of things that once used to be so... I don't know how to like covet it, or you know, more of a rebellion thing instead of like um, something that's super mainstream, like skating or surfing. Both of them, Um, skating used to be super frowned upon. No skate parks, and um, used to be looked as like a delinquent. Now there's like a skate park every ten miles, maybe a couple. Um, And while there's these things, like to say skate park, those are also it's kind of adapted into like people could hate skate parks because somebody came to make money or, but in reality, I think that it's really what you make of it. Um, and it, it just, I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, and while it is kind of sad in a certain way.
0: Yeah. Don't forget about um, certain like inclusive spaces and like the tension with capitalism. Cause I want to return to, to that. Um, but for now, I wanna listen to some more music and pick up the chat in a sec. Let's hear this one by Belle and Sebastian that you picked out. This is like Dylan in the movies.
3: This is kissing man like a long walk home when the music stops. Take a tip from me. Go to the park when you're on your own. It's a long walk home. Well, if they follow you, don't look back. Like Dylan in the movies, on your own. If they follow you, it's not your money that they're out. Settle down on the pillow soft when they've all gone home. You can concentrate on the ones you love. You can concentrate, hey, now they're gone, but if they follow you, don't look back. Like Dylan in the movie. You oh.
0: You just heard, like, down in the movies by Belle and Sebastian. Uh, tell me a little bit about that
1: one, Violet. Um, I love Belle and Sebastian. Um, I found Belle and Sebastian because um, I used to love the Juno soundtrack. I still do. Um, and there, there uh, there's quite a few Belle and Sebastian songs in the Juno soundtrack. Um, and when I was really young, we always had the CD in the car. Um, and I also, and I've recently been getting more into Belle and Sebastian, and, um, and I think they're so great, um, and I love Bob Dylan, and I love that movie, Don't Look Back, um, I love that documentary, and I think it's just such a sweet song, um, and it's a love song, mm-hmm. so it goes along with a the theme. Um,
0: yeah. I, I also got into Belle and Sebastian because of the Juno st- soundtrack. Shout out to the Juno soundtrack, it's so good, like, definitely one of the best movie soundtracks
1: for sure <laughs> actually um <laughs> this is kind of silly yeah really fast i um i don't know if you know the song tree hugger by Kimya dawson but uh when i was like 10 i think i, I performed that song with my sister and my mom at our school our elementary school talent show um super funny just weird side thing
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute um oh that's really cute. Okay. Wait, I love that. Like do you, what was your what did you perform as your talent like oh you performed the song. Like did your like did everybody perform different things at this talent show? Like
1: Yeah, I uh there's this kid that uh there was every year the biggest attraction was this one kid that would do Justin Bieber covers. Um and there was a bunch of other stuff. I think there was people who did ballet and played piano. And I'm pretty sure there's a rock band that would do. I think they did uh, Don't Stop Believing My Journey one year. <laughs> like, uh, it was a really large mix. I think there was shadow puppets. I don't know. It was like a, a funny elementary school thing that my elementary school always did.
0: Violet, I'm really curious about something you said. So we were talking about this idea of capitalism, changing the nature of these inclusive spaces. And... You mentioned something sort of offhand about you know people complaining about more skate parks being built um and I'm really interested in this idea, so like would you know like what the debate is about that like is are people like debating debate
1: um it was more hypothetical I don't think anyone could hate more skate parks being built um but I think that like um I think the the idea that people um like, I, I, it's very understandable that people say, like, less skate parks. Let's say, like, a skate brand. Let's say somebody doesn't like the idea that there's nude skate trucks that have, um. let's say, that are a little bit heavier, or more weighted, so you could ride berms better. It's totally hypothetical. I've never heard of that happening. But, um, um, but while it could be seen as, like, um, people capitalizing off skaters, which it definitely could be, um, It can; it, those things can be incorporated um, back into, um, like, the culture of it. Um, and I think that, while nobody, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody hating a skate park being built, um, I think that, uh, like, the idea... Um, of, like, the culture adapting, um, to new things, uh, being incorporated, um, is a really interesting idea, um, over time.
0: hmm So, all right. So, like, let's say, like, whatever like free market system makes it possible for there to be like more developments in skate equipment i mean like this is definitely true like imagine like something like crazy news invented right do you feel like you know given like and also like the commodification of skate culture and like this like literally like surf and skate brands are like everywhere and everything's like super expensive and i feel like You know what I mean? Like, that, like, definitely exists. Like, there's, like, a public infatuation with what it looks like to be a surfer and a skater, and it's, like, reflected in mainstream brands as well. Do you feel like, in the face of that happening, the culture retains this authenticity? Like, do you still feel like you're having an authentic experience, like, when you go to the skate park, nonetheless? Or do you feel like it's altered?
1: Absolutely. I I feel like... Um, if something really goofy happened, um, like that, my hypothetical idea of skate trucks being some crazy thing happening to skateboards, like decks or something, I think that instead of it becoming like a sore spot for all skaters, I think it would become more of like a, a joking point. Um, and I think that people could together laugh about something like that instead of... Um, hating it. And even if you hated it, it would still be sort of funny. Um, like, I don't know, it's, it's, I think that the authenticity of uh, Fridge culture will always stay, you know, the same, even if certain people try and capitalize off of it. I think the original, um, like, you know, the original meaning behind it will always shine through. Uh, and the people that are trying to keep it together and keep the like idea and spirit alive uh, i think i don't think it's something that you can really kill that easily yeah
0: i really hope so like what you're saying about skaters joking about it like it reminds me of surfing like when we're out when i'm out surfing with my friends at home and like some kooky people come like some like super like 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 these like bro guys on wave storms it's like chad and brad and like They think they're just like gonna do so good and then they can't paddle into waves and they've got their wave storm like poking out of their drop top and it's like yeah like people are gonna make fun of them like you're right like it kind of like it does kind of become a joke like as these cultures get more commodified like the people who i guess like who have like been participating in it like kind of see through it
1: like I feel like, yeah, like that is what
0: happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I remember one time um, me and my friend Ula were uh, surfing at Ocean Beach and these super jock dudes all pulled up in this truck and like saw us walking up to the beach and clearly thought we were real silly or something. So when we were out on the waves, she goes for this wave and this guy totally tries to drop in on her. And she catches the wave. She's an amazing surfer. And she catches the wave and comes back. And he's like, "Bro, you stole my wave!" Like, God, and like, totally blows her off and gets real mad at her for like the entire time that he was out there. But he doesn't. He doesn't go for one wave. And um, like after that, he doesn't like go for anything. Even though we like moved on and moved away from them, it like it kind of just became a joke for us because I I think it's just. I think it's real silly, but I um, there's always going to be people like that um, that are gonna you know not be d- the desired people in your um, in the side. Um, but I I think that I think that it really is something that overall will not like stick. And these super jockey dudes aren't gonna like, always be there um, or always even be out in the water and. We still had a great time. I don't know. I, I feel like that kind of can go for, like, all things. I think that, like, even though there's going to be something, somebody super sucky that really will not, it won't really shatter what the foundation that's been there. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's something that yeah, you're just going to Yeah, I think
0: that's off. true. And now I'm kind of, like, thinking about your zine, and I'm, like, it's not, like, I don't, it's not, like, the use of social media and, like, every publication being online has like entirely corrupted like your ability to pursue that creative vision. And like in some ways it can even help it. Like you're able to have an Instagram for it and like, you know, like able to, you're kind of like able to like disseminate your message on these platforms more while still like retaining some of those authentic zine qualities, you know, that have been present since zine started.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think that again, like, even with zine culture, I think I, there's a super cool artist, um, called Buzz Blur, who, um, uh, lives in rural Arkansas and has been working on zines, and uh, another, like, weird, um, fringe, like, culture inside of zine culture is called male art, and he's been involved in that for, like, 60 years or something, and um, he told this story in one of these zines. He was interviewed for one of these zines that I read, and somebody called his his art "quick copy bull." And um, and while he hurt his feelings, it it didn't stop him. And um, and I think that it definitely like there's going to be somebody sucky, and there's always going to like it's interesting how social media has changed, um, like not even zine culture, but show culture and like, um, surf culture, like the spot that was your super secret spot, maybe shared on some large creators, TikTok, And all of a sudden there's all these, you know, tourists there. And, um, and well, you know, um, I think that it's interesting. Um, but like flyers these days, if I want to go to a show, I'm not going to go look at a signpost anymore. I'm not going to go scour the streets I'm I'm probably going to go on social media if somebody mentions it and then I'm going to go to the like band's Instagram and look at the flyer and and while I could say that social media wrecked shows my alarm's going off um while I could say social media like wrecked shows um I think that that's just not true no that's I think that's totally it's it's totally interesting
0: to think about like the benefits and drawbacks of social media and how you know they impact these alternative cultures like zines and skating and surfing and i think what you said about tiktokers you know making like blowing the secret on your favorite spot like i feel like that's definitely something that can happen which like might be like kind of annoying right because then you get some of those bro people there who you're like mm, like i don't really want you here but then like maybe it could be a joke right so that's like one version of it happening but I think the other version of it happening is that there's just more information, and like, it can make these spaces more accessible to people who like may not have known about them before. Like, that's kind of the trade off.
1: Definitely. Like, I um, I think that a lot of stuff like that, if you don't if you don't know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, um, surfing or skating or you know zines can be kind of inaccessible for certain people if you don't know like the bookstore, or the website, or You know if you don't know that surf spot where all the cool people hang out or the skate park where like all the cool people hang out um uh i think that it can be kind of inaccessible and it kind of pushes people away um and so for there to be like social media which does show a lot of really cool people um you know it makes it more like for lack of a better word accessible it it draws in a lot of people good and bad and it it definitely is the drawback and trade-off of that sort of stuff but um I think there's just an equal positive
0: yeah I agree and just like to circle back to something you were saying earlier about diversity and how like you know creative spaces are improved by diversity I think like well diversity is improved by social media because you know people who like might not have as much money and like people with like different ethnicities and different gender identities like they can find out about these niche spaces because of social media and they you know they might be the people who in particular might not know someone who knows someone who knows someone because like like these different groups have been pushed out of these cultures historically so yeah i think what you said is spot on um yeah i want to get back to this conversation more but i think in the meantime let's listen to another song your next one was my valuable hunting knife by guided by voices uh let's hear it Okay, you just heard My Valuable Hunting Knife by Guided by Voices. Violet, is there a reason why you picked that one?
1: I, I thought it went along kind of with the theme. I, I won't say it's as big of a love song, but I found Guided by Voices by a, a friend of mine. I was driving home after a show, and he was like, are you going to go to the Guided by Voices tour when they come in town? And I was like, I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know, am I missing out? And so I, I go, and I, I like, I fall in love with Guided by Voices, <laughs> and now I think it's one of my top songs of the year, and, um, and, um, and I think I ended up missing the tour date, because I, <laughs> I just didn't know, and turns out my dad saw them back in the 80s, they have, like, a thousand albums, um, but they come out with, like, two albums a year, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's super great, I don't know, it's not really a love song, so, I won't say that it goes along with the theme as well, but it w- it is a song that I really love.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it funny how, like, you'll just have interactions with friends like that, and, like, you'll be like, wow, like, mind-blown. Trajectory of my life entirely changed because this person introduced me to this song. Like, a friend of mine um, who I grew up serving with, like, he, he and I would, like, share music and i just remember like going home at night from the beach with a list of songs that he'd shared with me and it was always like the most exciting thing like i don't know to bounce ideas off of people um that's what's fun about this show too is like there's (laughs) like when people come on i get to hear their takes on you know, I get to hear their crush songs, and then I'm like, "Oh, I gotta add this to my list."
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think music's so awesome. I right next to me, actually, right here, I have um, I have a stereo set up. I <clears throat> I listen to a lot of CDs and cassette tapes, and um, I think music is a huge like uh thing that people connect over, um, and. For a couple of people's birthdays, uh, I bought them cassette tape, cassette decks, and I'll make them, like, a cassette tape uh, with songs that I really like, um, and I think that sharing music is just, it's its something that is very, like, hmm. sacred and special, and uh, one second you may not know the song, and the next second you're blasting the song in the car with your friends, and you know all the words, and... Um, It's just funny how that sort of stuff. Yeah, like,
0: music is, like, the awesomest way to have a collective experience. I wonder, how do you think that social media has impacted music?
1: I mean, it's a really... I think that social media has impacted music in a really amazing Mm -hmm. way. Um, I mean, there are some downsides, but I think that artists that couldn't get signed, even as early as, like, MySpace... um, even as early as MySpace, artists have um, artists have like um, uh, artists have like been able to find a platform that they wouldn't have been able to have otherwise. Like um, say like Lily Allen, uh, for example, she started on MySpace, and um, I don't know if that you know you never know if people's demo tapes will uh, surface um, if you know, if they don't have a platform to share them on, because the music industry is really hard to get into. But with, um, like, say, Spotify, even though it's, it could be seen as an evil, which it definitely is to a certain extent, like most streaming platforms, it's also a way for artists who um, don't have a way of getting signed or, um, or sharing their music otherwise, they now have a way to do that. Um, and, well, sometimes I'll see a favorite song of mine blow up on TikTok, and it'll be all over my For You page for weeks, and now I don't really want to listen to it as much. I think that it's, it's actually way cooler that so many people are falling in love with the song that I fell in love with, um, uh, even though it's not (laughs) as great for me to listen to it anymore. It's really awesome that other people... Yeah, it's just, like, um, it's really, I think that social media has really impacted...
0: yeah I think what you said so true it's really like an increase in accessibility and that's so important for the reasons that we talked about earlier (laughs) um so I'm really curious about well I guess like I want to talk a little bit more about your zine because I think it zines are really interesting because of the way that they like mesh like I guess like different forms of creativity and so like you know like i i know that you hosted an event for your zine like did that like incorporate live music too and like how would you say that like all of these different you know forms of media intersect um with the work that you're doing
1: um so every zine minus one that i've done um has had an interview with um has had an interview with a band that i really enjoyed um, which I've been really lucky to interview bands that I really like. And even in my first scene, which I didn't interview a band for, I, I did it I did like a couple pages on a on this music genre called Zamrock that I really liked at the time. Um, and I was really lucky when we came out of COVID to be able to meet other people in the Bay Area that had zines and then actually become friends with them. So, um, my now friends Cole and Liam uh, run a zine called control zine um control barrier and and they've hosted uh four shows three shows that I helped work the merge table for and then for the fourth show we did a uh, I finally actually got to get on the bill um as a headliner for not as a performer but as somebody who's selling zine so um we did a show uh, at ninety four Gilman historic music spot in Berkeley which started in nineteen eighty six Um, we got to do a show there, uh, because I'd been volunteering there for a while and I got to know people who, you know, were the bookers there. And so, uh, I talked to a bunch of bands that I really liked and Cole and Liam talked to bands that they really liked. And we got to put together a bill of bands that were really important to us. But at the same time, most of, uh, the shows that Control has hosted are usually benefit shows. Um, so they've done benefits for Fighting Fires um, they did a harm reduction show where they, um, they did a show that was to benefit harm reduction. And then for the show that we hosted, which was called Buck Troll as a merge of both of our zine names, um, that was for, uh, a camp called Campo Kaizu who had a huge fire a couple years back. And the camp was, uh, for kids who've had or currently have, um, cancer and, and so the show was to, um, it was actually in September, which is Child Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, the show was to raise money for Campo Kaizu. And uh, we raised $1,500, which was super exciting. I had no idea how much money we'd make or how many people would show up. And we got a really great turnout. And it was really exciting. I don't know, I, I got the biggest, like full body high from it because I just got so excited by seeing uh, all my friends come together and, you know, like volunteer at Merch or volunteer at Gilman because it's all volunteer run to help volunteer running the door. And it was a really cool, like, again, community experience that was really awesome. And it it did intersect music and zines and art all into one. And it was a very amazing experience that I was so happy to have been able to. Uh, right
0: on music and zines and art and community and raising awareness like all the things
1: Violet all the things (laughs) um that's so good yeah no it was it was actually like one of the best experiences yeah
0: that sounds awesome like what do you see for the future of your zine more stuff like that
1: um well currently I'm I have to work on college applications those are a bummer real lazy about Oh, the worst! But but the next one, I um I have some really I, some things that I'm really excited for. I have some art that I'm really excited for that my friends are doing, and um some really excited poems that uh, my friends have made, and um I I'm probably gonna put more photography in it, and um I'm looking to do more interviews. Uh, with bands and actually other zines, I'm I have a bunch of ideas just floating around that I I can't stop thinking about that are always you know milling in my mind that I'll write down in my journal and then I'll finally use someday, um, but yeah I'm I don't know I'm, I'm very excited for the future of um, my zine and also my friends zines and with a girl and all of those I, it's just a very exciting sort of uh time and my life and
0: me too i'm really excited too (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait for your zine i can't wait for the future of all this grassroots rad stuff that's happening um i think let's listen to one more song and we'll wrap things up for today um okay all right let's do cracked um
2: yeah yeah I'm not afraid of
0: Epic, you just heard Cracked by the Tights. Violet, all this music makes me wanna to go to a show, ASAP. I'm itching for the weekend now.
1: I me as well. I am very excited. I, I don't think I most weekends I go to shows, but this weekend I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna kick back and chill and probably grind out some college applications, unfortunately. Um, yeah dude yeah. Ugh, um, i hear that i'm like get me away from my laptop i want to be outside exactly <laughs> i feel so pissed up but i'll be outside you know i'll, I'll be milling about soon hopefully I'm, I'm i know i get friday off for veterans day so i'm i'm really excited for that <laughs> um yeah
0: yeah um all right before we say goodbye. Um, What's some advice you have to your middle... If you could give your middle school self-advice from, like, senior Violet who is applying to college, what would you tell middle school Violet?
1: Um, You'll find people who you'll genuinely enjoy soon enough. um, And uh, stick with the people that you have um, because you'll still be friends with them in five years. But... um, right now hold on because soon enough there'll be people who enjoy the same stuff you do there's
0: more that's the thing about this life things like god you better stick around for it because it might get really good soon um thanks so much for chatting with me violet yeah you'll find that you'll find that crush go find that crush oh epic there's so much to live for violet um thanks so much for chatting with me i Super enjoyed this convo.
1: Of course. Thank you so much, Maya. This is super awesome.